Welcome to another episode of Bros Banter. Uh, this week, actually, uh, my bro, Louis, is actually not in because he's having problems at home. Potential flooding. Maybe. Maybe not. Well, we'll see. Uh, so we decided to call in the most reliable person that we know. He didn't answer. Then we went with my dad. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Gauthier. Hi, and how are you? <laughs> That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me today. How are you? <laughs> okay, so I think today's subject is we're gonna go dig, uh, we're gonna go de uh, dive deep into the wealth, uh, wealth and the depth of knowledge that is my dad about things that happened in a forty years ago, maybe. Uh, yeah, like in Star Wars, a long, long time ago. Yeah. In the galaxy unknown, before cell phones, uh, actual accessible internet, live streaming, podcasts. So let's go back to 1981. How was, what was, what was it up? What was going on in 1981? Inflation. Still, Pretty much is. Still relevant was. today? Very okay. much so. Okay, so what happened to make that, uh, create that inflation in like, before, because there's always a lead up, right, to yeah. inflation. The lead up was it pretty much started in 1976, 77, where government started to run deficit and the GDP was not following the size of the deficit. You know, there's a percentage that didn't match. It was far too much deficit for the economic growth of the country. So, as it went along, you started to have, uh, uh, you know, the Bank of Canada rate uh, gone to, uh, starting to increase slowly, but inflation was increasing faster. So it was pretty much a new phenomenon for uh, the governor of the Bank of Canada, which I don't remember his name, and they didn't know how to deal with it. Uh, the politically, uh, inflation where it was at five or six percent is not bad. But then the economy started to slow down and uh, inflation kept going up. So just to be clear, before that, before 1976, the growth, the, growth, and growth. So there was uh, the government wasn't running a deficit. It, it was. Or, it started to run a deficit. Uh, you, uh, these uh, social programs of the early Trudeau era started to affect. Okay, so like the, uh, Medicare uh, kicking uh, in. Not, not mostly Medicare, but all kinds of social programs of just about every kind started to the started to create. The, uh, or help the government create deficit. A and after a while, uh, in 76, 77, 78, uh, the economy didn't follow, the growth was not there. I remember clearly Montreal was pretty much a dead city. It was uh, in 77, 78, uh, you know, the same. Right after the, uh, right after the Olympics. Uh, that too, uh, right after the Olympic and right when the PQ government got elected, a lot of fear uh, was in the financial institution, not to say financial word, 
world. So it, it, it all, all put together a lot of migration towards West Toronto. Uh, and uh, there was a feeling of gloom and doom. And then economy was slowing down, as I said before. Inflation was picking up and that happened to be what we call now the phenomenon of stagflation. Stagflation is a slow economy or no growth economy and inflation going up. Inflation is very much a psychological thing. Uh, once it creeps in the system, people are expecting inflation. Things go up and people are are not surprised that they go up, whereby they should be surprised because there's no need for, for costs, for goods to be more expensive. But if people are willing to accept to pay more, then the merchants, uh, product producers and so on will deliver with the ex uh, to the expectation of people so so they're going for the market uh, for what the market is expecting if yeah. everybody's expecting uh if everybody's been told there's inflation well okay so inflation has to be apparent on every side of the yeah. market and yeah but isn't also the the merchants also dealing with inflation so are they just not oh. trying to balance things out or are they just it goes making down, extra it goes down the chain at first they're making extra but they too are expecting inflation so they're expecting to pay more workers or syndic uh, unions are expecting inflation so they're asked for higher wages you see it, it's pretty much a, a something that is going down for uh, so it's so it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Everybody's yes. expecting expecting to pay more. Uh, I, I put on the word inflation. Everybody's expecting to pay more. So all these me various mechanisms in a society, they try to compensate or readjust. But yeah. there's always a lag. So during yeah. that lag, there's certain people that are making more money yeah. off of that timetable. Yeah. Now the the thing is, inflation is like cancer. Once it's in the system, it's incredibly hard to get rid of it. So you almost have to create a recession to get rid of the inflation mentality. That sounds almost like baby boomers. It once, is. Once they're in the system, it's incredibly hard to get rid of them. Yes. We, we tend to live long and be a pain. We tried with COVID. Didn't work. Uh, yes. Now, once you have that, the, uh, you need to have a kind of, a, you need to create a shock in the economy. And the shock in the economy was higher rates. Rates in 81, mortgage rate were as high as uh, 20, 21%. Yeah, but I want to stop you there. Okay, so let's let's wind back the, uh, the clock and make it really uh, simple for people that are listening or watching. Okay, in 1981, the rates went dramatically up. Yes. But... If you looked at the whole map of the the uh, economy, of what was going on, like the ecosystem of the economy at that time, the average salary, and I checked this up, the average salary in 1981 for, uh, for Canadians was around 23,000, 24,000. That was the medium sa uh, salary. The average cost of a house was roughly around 50,000. 50, yeah. So... 
was the average cost for a liter of gasoline? We were in the gallon in those days. So okay, gallon. What was it? Uh, to tell you, frankly, I don't remember. It must have been around, I don't know, 80 cents, 75 cents. 75, 75 cents for four liters of petrol. So it could have been there. Yeah, it would have been. So, okay, let's call it an even 10, <laughs> yeah, I, 10 cents a liter. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, I would have been there. So, you know, so you're talking okay, about 15, 17, uh, 20 cents a liter. Okay, so how much uh, uh, in 81, how much uh, doing grocery for a, you know, your situation, two, uh, uh, two kids, you know, uh, uh, you know, two parents, two kids. What was the grocery cost? Like, cost you... Hundred bucks a week? Probably. We may probably less than that. I'd sit around 85, 80, 85. Okay. Probably. But it was a big crisis because you were making, you were making above average salary already, which was thirty five thousand. But then all of a sudden your mortgage rate climbed up. Yeah, and and then I had to tell you frankly, that a, had I gone to a public institution like a bank or even a trust company in those days that were pretty much into the mortgage market, I would have had to shell about for a, a year, 20%, uh, 21% uh, rate. But that was because it was it was a variable rate. There was no such no, thing no, as fixed no, no, rate. No, there was no such thing as variable rates in those days. There were fixed rate, there was the rate. That was the rate, the fixed rate could have been and in those days, it was pretty much the same for uh, two years, three years, or five years, renewable. So it was, yeah, it, it would be like that. So I went to, and I, a friend of mine was a private uh, lender, and he got me a great deal, 16%, which was five, uh, 500 uh, points, basis points below what the, the pub trust companies then were offering. So that made a big difference. But, uh, it, it, so people had a hard time making ends meet, paying for their mortgage. But their credit cards were not rampant. Most family had one car. It wasn't a two-car automatic uh, situation. Getting a car didn't cost you, you know, you could, like, no. I mean, the expenses of 40 one years ago versus the expenses of today are completely different. Like no such thing as internet, no such thing as, uh, you know, cell phone, no such thing, you know, so like there was still theoretically more, more money. No, there no. was, uh, if the average is $25,000 average salary. Yeah. Well, there's basically, Phone was a lot more expensive. Okay. Yeah, I mean, well, in relation to the money they were making, it was more expensive than than vis-a-vis -vis now. But also uh, the uh, you had a credit card, but not a lot of people uh, had credit cards. Uh, the credit card was starting to happen uh, to become a lot more popular. And uh, but it was mostly there was no debit, so it was cash or credit card mm -hmm. uh, on one hand. But then you can buy a beer at the bar at for uh, less than two dollars. So it, 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 it's all relevant 
vis-a-vis the money you're making. But people in those days were having a hard time making ends meet. International travel wasn't a big thing for most people. But it was an expensive thing. Uh, You had, they were... How much more expensive than... Like today, I can probably hop onto a plane, go to Paris for 700 bucks. Oh, you had to pay around 1200 in those days. Uh, traveling was at, Oh yeah. In 1981. Uh, yeah. To go. Yeah. To traveling Paris. was an expensive proposition on international travel. There was no discount, none whatsoever. Uh, stewardess and pilots were basically like gods in the transportation business. Uh, so traveling was not a public uh, was not a, not very democratic in terms of uh, people taking the plane. People that went had the money, and people that uh, yeah. and when they were going was for either business, very much business, mostly corporate. Yeah, or they were going for leisure because they uh, were uh, yeah, and wealthy. they had money. So then you started to see those. Uh, you know, Sunwig type of, uh, or Air Transat type of uh, pl- uh, airlines. Uh, be- this is when it's, they started to discount the traveling because they would book in advance. Uh, and, and it w- you know, it started to be more, uh, that- becoming a lot more of a, a, a normal thing to travel. But it was only at the beginning. Yeah, well, yeah, people still wore suits to get on planes. Yes, because very to, much so. Because you, because it, it was it a was fashionable a thing. thing to do. It was a thing. And it, when, when you travel in planes, it was very, you know, there was something of an aura, uh, aura to it. Yeah, drinking scotch and, uh, yeah, and yeah. smoking and, cigarettes. And it was all free booze, uh, free drinks, whether you were in... Uh, First class or not? In first class, fuck they at would twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, be but fucking free the, booze. at first class, they they would uh, uh, they would have a pepper steak flambé, you know, uh, in the plane. <laughs> in those days, it was still it was very much that flambé, uh, <laughs> flambé uh, plane. You know, yeah, and you could smoke, <laughs> and then uh, the the stewardess were were still pouring wine from uh, the bottle and it was definitely a classy thing to do then it's starting to become more like taking the bus and starting in the 80s because discount uh, traveling discount flying started to be uh, the thing so freddie laker built a huge business sir freddie laker with with cheap fares so then he was competing with uh, BOAC in those days, and, and that, that's all. They all, then they all started to pretty much have bigger planes, wider body, and uh, the cheaper rates. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, they were they were still the recipe was moving away from executive from style flying to. More Real commercial flying with a Boeing seven, uh, 777. 747, mostly seven. The big revolution started in the 66, 67 when the 747 appeared and it was Pan Am and people said it'll never work except they were wrong. And Braniff Airways uh, created all those planes with fancy colors 
and, and it become it became a, a, a more of a, a utility than uh, than, than a, a fashion. Yeah, yeah than a fashion, fashion. A fashion statement. Yeah. yeah. So that's how it started. Okay, but going back to inflation, so it's 1981. Uh, you're paying 21% on your, uh, well, you would have paid, that was the going rate, 21% yeah. on a $50,000 house. So argument's sake, your annual interest rate would be... The, the payment without, it's quite simple. Been, what? Let's say you have a mortgage of uh, 25000 which was, uh, or, or 30000 how, well, much, how much cash down did you have to put? Oh, you, it all started, it started with a 5,000 on the previous house that I had, sold it, switched it from my house to the other house, and the, the owner of the other house took over my house, smaller house. And so if I had a $30,000 mortgage, well, yeah, it was about 30 to 35. If it's at 20%, it's $7,500 a year, not counting the capital that you pay up also. And on a, let's say, $30,000, $35,000 salary after income, or income tax, then you're pretty much at, let's say, if it's thirty-five, dollars the income tax is about, let's say, about 30%. So so you're right out of the, right off the bat you're about 95 uh, 10,500 you pay the government so you have uh, 20 10,500 25 you have about $22,000 left in your pocket and out of that $7,500 that it goes for living expenses food and, and, and before food, electricity, uh, life insurance, and all those things. So you, it, it was pretty tight. It was like seriously tight. Uh, but, you know, and then in those days from 80 to 83, uh, the Bank of Canada had kept pushing up the rates. It stopped, stopped pretty much in 82. What happened? Uh, Governor Crow uh, stepped in and he decided to kill the inflation dragon. And so he had all the banks on every, one day a week, I think it was on Mondays, he had them various a questionnaire that they needed to, uh, they, and that was, he was looking for statistics and every once a week, whether it was the chairman of Royal Bank or CIBC or other smaller banks like Mercantile Bank of Canada, Provincial Bank in those days, they had to give him numbers. And he was, and it was not, it was mandatory and you'd better be prepared because he was an incredibly difficult individual that had migrated from the UK, the Bank of England, I think, to Bank of Canada. So it was very much a civil, a, a, a governor of a central bank who was of, of old school, and he would take a no, uh, 
They didn't take any bullshit. No, no bullshit. Uh, the banks and the bankers had to deliver. If not, he would, he would give him hell, literally. And they were all afraid of him because he could do terrible things to a bank that didn't uh, meet yeah. what he was asking. They didn't comply. Okay. Yeah. So, so it, it was but, drastic. But how did he slay that inflation beast? How, how did he just... What was the, he had the mandate. What was the fuckery? What was the reason? How did he... How? It's quite simple. Too much inflation doesn't get a politician re-elected. Okay, so... But, and, and, but the way you're talking about inflation, it's a fictional thing. No. It, it is and it isn't. Once you believe there is inflation, perception becomes reality. Okay. And that's all there is to it. So meanwhile, the GDP caught up. The more, uh, meanwhile, at first there was recession, which he wanted. Then there was, a there was no need for a lot of borrowing. So then there was a lot of people put on, uh, uh, on pogi, you know, unemployment. So the economy slowed down, and the economy slowing down, uh, you have uh, negative growth, which is totally ridiculous for a terminology. Mm -hmm. You were at, he created a recession so that people were fired. There was no two ways about it. So he created, so he, so he pretty much kind of did a restart. Yeah. He, he did a power cycle on the economy. Yes, very much so. So that they, so then to slay the inflation dragon, which it, it happened, and from 82, to, let's say, 82, mid-82, uh, mid end of 82, rates started to come down. Uh, yeah, because people didn't have any money. People didn't have any money. Production was low. They didn't have any money because they didn't have income, whereas before they didn't have any money because inflation was eating all their income. Exactly. So then it took about, uh, from 82, Three to it took about twenty years to slay the inflation dragon. Twenty years. Yeah, and, and and I bring that to you for one simple reason. There's this a Russian mathematician called Kondratiev, and he determined on economy have the forty to five, 45 year cycle. Was he communist? Uh, no, I think in fact he may have been shot by the communists. So he's one uh, of the good ones. So he, he, he wasn't a Bolshevik, that's for sure. So economy goes in a cycle where rates are very low, rates creep up slowly, slowly, slowly. You, you have what you call a bell, you know, yeah. and then something happens at the top and then rates creep down slowly, slowly, and then they flatten for a period of time, could be 10 years. I think pretty much rates have flattened in, we're in 2022, I'd say rates have started to be flat in about 2017, 2018. So, and now you have a four-year cycle of flat rates, and then rates are starting to creep up. Okay, so there was a, uh, so it's it a, took 20 years to, to stabilize the inflation yeah, and bring it down. So we're moving from 1981 to, to 2001. 2021. No, that's 40 years no no so it's not 20 years it's 40 years cycle. 40 to 45 years cycle. so it took a 45 years uh, 40 oh, years cycle from the, from the from beginning of inflation to the end of inflation and now we're back into uh, inflation uh, 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 yeah it's a 40 40 45 years and then 
Uh, and then you have a, a flat two to three years, four years, because yeah, things are we, nice. We had, uh, we had low interest rates. Uh, for about the last four years. No, yes. man, yes. bro. No way. Yes. We had a low inflation yeah. rate in 2000 and uh, 2009. No. Yeah. You were renewing a mortgage in 2009, 2010, a five-year mortgage at four and a quarter, and you thought you were a hero. Well, four and a quarter is really good compared no, to, 20, it, it, to, to 21%. Yes, I know. I was all that. Okay, but, right but when now, did it really break down the, 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 from the 21% to something that can people could start thinking it's palatable? Around six, like right now, if we say 6%, Three quarters of the people that have houses are, are going to go free. shoot themselves in the it, head. And be, uh, when you had like, a five-year mortgage at ten percent in the uh, late eighties, early nineties. Okay, so it wasn't that well. bad. It it it, it dropped like there was a big, there was a big initial drop. And yeah, it, it, yeah, of course. But then it dropped slowly. So and you, then it you were down. what you okay. you were in a, a what you called in the bond market. You were in a bull market. Rates coming down. Okay, good. So deflation was in the minds of people. What's an ex a, a good example of deflation? I remember having a uh, Honda Pilot. I think it was in 2014 or 15, and getting a new one at a lower cost than uh, the one that I gave back. Okay, so yeah, that was an ex that was an that example. That is deflation. That was an example where interest rates are almost it's null like and void. Keep going down and down and yeah, down because you're getting the same good at a cheaper at a cheaper per, cost. Cheaper cost. So okay. yeah, okay. Yeah, so, so I can see that happening. Okay, because it's very. You know, I just want to be very clear because when we're talking about hitting an inflation, uh, hitting an interest rate of 20, uh, 21 percent, and then it slides down to to ten, for anybody that lived the twenty one percent. Having uh, paying from uh, twenty one pay, to ten percent, man, it's 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 party time. Well, sort yeah, of. It's, you know, it's ten percent less. Yes. And, and you got a, that you got theoretically ten percent more money. Yeah, and houses were and houses were not spiking up. That that's the difference that also, as today. Yeah. Where okay, so I want to go. Uh, so that was then. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we had yes the the uh, the interest rate kept going down down all of a sudden money got really cheap to borrow and then people were just getting credit cards two cars yeah. borrowing borrowing yeah, borrowing because bec why not i can't it, it mostly it, i'd say not, about for 12 years it's, it's been like that it's not necessarily the why not it's the fact that women came into the Work mark workforce okay educated and, and the uh, model of a stay-at-home mom uh, was uh, uh, became less and less uh, trendy. Uh, it wasn't real. It wasn't part of reality anymore. There's it, it, a social. The social yeah. fabric of society changed. Change. Population growth uh, made sure that the workforce got bigger. So more of a market for a various uh, company to get involved, whether it's clothing, restaurant, uh, cars, houses. So all of a sudden you had a two income family. So now they could start spending. Yes, they would have kids, probably one or two, rarely three and four was an exception. In fact, four or five kids was frowned upon. 
Okay, so that also part of the the, Very the fabric so. of social yeah. society. Things so, change. Things so change. What happened? What if we look at the picture uh, now? Okay, now it's 2022. Yeah, we're going into inflation. But yes, uh, it's expected. Therefore, we are. Yeah, but there's also the this. It's not a real fair comparison because our GDP hasn't uh, slowed down. Uh, we've had quote unquote a lot of a lot more of exterior pressures creating this inflation. If I would say yeah, exterior. COVID. But let's just go through them one by one. Uh, too much cheap money available before inflation. Uh, COVID, uh, which damage the uh, supply chain line or would be because any excuse is good to yes to, COVID to is use a, that COVID uh, is a great uh, excuse for everything yeah and also uh, uh so that happened also other other game uh, you know other aspects of the society changed in the sense that uh if we look at the, just we use the the example of lumber you know Lumber uh, right now is ridiculously expensive, even though Canada has some of the largest lumber uh, producers in yeah. the world. But right now we pay ten, uh, we pay uh, ten bucks uh, for a uh, two ten by four. Ten bucks for a two by four. Where which, uh, again, eighteen months ago was two fifty. Again, kind of yeah. using an excuse. Yeah, there. yeah. It, it, un, okay, as far as uh, lumber. Lumber is quoted uh, in Chicago. I, I think it's on the CME. Now, lumber two years ago, uh, you, you, it was about 18 months or two years ago, you were paying $2 for a 10-footer 2x4. Now it's 10. It went as high as uh, $15. Now, what it, why? Well, first of all, construction booming in the States, construction booming in Canada, nowhere near as in, in terms of comparison, uh, you know, booming like the States. States, uh, all kinds of a, uh, tariffs put on Canadian lumber to the point where two things happen. Canadian uh, lumber company have now started then at more so now they have a uh, subsidiaries in the states so no matter what the tariff is they can still do very well state is a lot bigger market and those who are not on both sides of the border they have to face european competition and even up until lately Europeans were no, not as competitive as we were, but with the tariffs, European uh, were a lot more competitive. So a lot of that uh, is happening. Okay, it, so it's selling in the states. So it's cheaper to get from if you're an American, European it's cheaper. wood. Yeah, than then, getting wood in your backyard. Yeah, yeah. and then now the private, brilliant. the private, uh, a lot of the private, a lot of the lumber produced in the states is with private forests. Now, they seem to have had a, some sort of a fiscal advantage of late. Uh, I think the law has changed for them. So now the need for, uh, there was a lot of fires and everything. And when there is a fire, lumber is not all lost. 
So plus, if you have the lumbar disease, so a lot of the Americans slash Canadian sawmills in the States starting to produce a lot more two by fours to begin with. And also a lot of the, the, the sawmills in Canada, Quebec, mostly Quebec and Northern Ontario, had so much inventory at the top of the market because they kept the, you know, they kept sawing and sawing, but not necessarily selling. They were sitting on a lot of, now they're sitting on a lot of expensive inventory. So what do you do? Well, you stop, you stop the mills. So the inventory that you have, which is expensive, you create a shortage so that they can get rid of the expensive inventory without, lo without losing too much money or maybe not losing at all because they made so much money in 19, 20, 21, 2019, 2021. So now you have a rigged market. Okay. Okay. Is there collusion? Probably. Uh, it, it, it's incredibly strange that you don't sell as much as in the States, but lumber price doesn't want to go down, which tells because the sawmills are not, are pretty much close or or at a producing finished product two by four uh, a lot less than they were so okay so the, the there's some, so but what i'm getting a lot so far is that two, uh, 2021 22 uh here's the current state of the uh, of uh, local economy uh we've been told that inflation is is on on the rise which is very laughable compared to where uh, to where it was 40 years ago. Yeah. And, you know, we're at 0.5 from you know the Pretty Bank of Canada. Five. The 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 uh, the Bank Canada rate is at half of 1%. Half of 1%. Inflation uh, is roughly around 5 uh, for the last 6 or 7 months 5 5% on but, an annual basis. But the salaries in the span of 40 years have, have increased by approximately a thousand dollars per year yeah. going to so we went from 23 24 to around 63 60 yeah pretty for a thousand dollars for a family for a household for, for, yeah no for one person so yeah, yeah. now we double up salaries because everything's maybe more expensive because yeah. if you're just one person living off $63,000 you can't uh, you can't afford a house no because nobody's lending you because now the uh, the pr uh, price of the house just this year they they shot up another 20% so the average house which 41 uh, years ago would cost $50,000 now is 700 it, it's probably not as high it's definitely above half a million uh, so let's say, uh, argument uh, sake, six hundred thousand. It's too high. It's probably more f between four fifty and five fifty. But let's say five hundred thousand. Um, um, when we're saying that is for the Canada in general. Most, I've, I've uh, because I've looked at the statistics. Uh, they're saying it's around seven hundred fifty. But that's understanding all the extremes, which are like Montreal, Toronto. Uh, Vancouver, Vancouver, where it's completely unaffordable. Yeah. I doubt that if you have a house that's worth seven hundred fifty thousand, 
in Manitoba, it's uh, a palace. Uh, yeah, it used to be a lot bigger. But it's a no, small palace. It's yeah. not a big palace. It's a small palace. So as an example, but, a, uh, a, no, no, a builder no, no, no. friend of mine. Okay, hold on. But here's the thing. We're freaking out over 5% inflation rate, still at a very low rate. Yeah, Bank perfect. of Canada that will maybe impact uh, the lending, uh, the mortgage rate uh, and you know, we're looking at a dead end scenario where everybody's freaking out at mortgage rates at 5%, 6%. It's end, it's game over because nothing has followed. So cost of living is shot up. Yeah. Cost of petrol is shot up. Oil, yes. Uh, cost of uh, just about everything is shot yep. up. The salaries are not quite followed. I've not followed. Uh, lending was really easy. Yeah, they would because throw they, money at you. Because in other words, you know, oh, they, because without being conspiracy, you know, talking about oh. conspiracies, but oh, you're not making enough. Don't worry, we're, uh, we're the, uh, the banks are really nice. They'll lend you all the money you need, but it's not your money. Uh, and now average Canadian, and I keep repeating it, is 177% in yeah. debt. Yeah. So for every dollar he makes, he I owes I think it's a buck, buck 77. 70. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. He owes. What's the outcome of this? The outcome? This, this shit show. It's yeah. a shit show right it, now. It, it doesn't look good. See, the problem is no, that... No, no, no. Does not look good it, it, is not... It, it doesn't it, quantify this. Doesn't look good is like when you're a little bit in debt and you're and you lost your job. Now it looks horrible. Now you're fucking loaded everywhere. You still have a job and a big house, and you're still not going to make it happen. And you've got two salaries, two cars, cars two of everything, two, two of everything. And it's, not, yeah, it's not nice. And your and your and your provincial government is telling you, don't worry, it's not real. Like Legault said four years ago, it's like, oh, inflation will, uh, you know, inflation won't so happen it, and it, interest rates will never go up. Yeah. But well, it's a fucking shit show. Okay. It's not going to look, it's not looking, it's looking awful, actually. So what do we do? So what do we do? First of all, we all, praying is always a good solution. We're not a, we're, we are now <laughs> a secular Country where, I know. Pra where praying is not, a, is when not all, actually it's, popular. When all things go bad, you know, start to pray. Good, also, so and, it's and, a call and, of but, faith. People go uh, go back to the churches. Uh, yeah, no, not so much. You go back to the churches because they'll fucking charge you. You know, and, and and yeah, but you see, the thing is this: people went to the suburbia. Because Montreal was becoming out of price, and that started about ten years ago. Now and then, all of a sudden, uh, COVID happened. Okay. People are extremely scared of being in uh, Montreal because the, the density of population. All right. So they go out. They okay. buy houses okay. uh, at an uh, incredibly inflated price. Okay. So and by the way, they're still doing it. I'm fucked in Montreal. I can't afford a house. Now, even if I drive almost an hour outside of Montreal, you still, still and now you still cannot afford a half a million house if unless you're making 
120, unless the, the household makes $125,000. At current rate. At current rate. And then you better have a down payment of at least, uh, you know, the SCHL or CMHC will ensure, you, if you put 5%, you have a chance to buy a, a, a half a million dollar house, which is no castle. Uh, and then, but you have to make the test, what if mortgages would go uh, on a five-year mortgage to above 4%? So, uh, Which is, at uh, this point, very feasible? Uh, no. Because those people that have bought a house that have managed to put $50,000 on a half a million dollar house, so it's a 5%. Well, they have two jobs. They have two cars. They have just about a couple of kids. Are, can they be in the kindergarten? So, and they work from home, but now working from home will not be as popular as it is because the various companies they work for, and they work for, and if they are in Montreal, well, they have empty uh, space in their, in their lease, and they, but they still have to pay the lease. So somewhere the boss will say, all right, I've got these three, I got one person is in the office five days a week and he's making $85,000. And I've got for the same work, same job description, I got another person who can work from home and he's making $85,000. So what's happening in the state with some companies, they're saying, okay, what's the cost of going from home to the office? So they're calculating the cost. Uh, and they're lowering the salary to those who are not working so, from home. So you think it's, uh, that's going to happen Oh, Yeah, because the uh, it has to, because... An, an owner of a... So we're not talking about increasing salaries, we're talking about you decreasing could, or, salaries. Or at least not giving uh, an increase of salary. So we're not, so we already established that yeah. people are not getting paid enough to follow the curve, yeah. the, the curve of costs yeah. of living mm. and housing and all that. And now you're telling me that other com companies will look that those who are coming to the office, office on a, they, on mer they merit more more because, because they, they have more, more cost more cost so we're no longer we're, there is no talking about increasing salary saving cost okay so once again i'm going to ask you my question what the fuck are we going to supposed to do with this what are we, are we uh, because i don't think there's any governor or you know uh, governor crow in 2022 that's going to show up and you know there, the, and, the mandate and, is not there right and, now. And, and and you know literally punish the banks on saying fuck you eat crow no people can't default you have to lower their uh, more uh, you have to devalue their houses but they can't default that would be an option no. you have to devalue the house so therefore devalue the yeah, payments. Yeah, so they basically, no, 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 no. I know, the because bank, people won't be happy. Be the like, bank, well, I borrowed for uh, this amount. Yeah, the banks, the could bank. They, could they, wait, but I like. The I banks go, don't lose money. I know, but I want to run with this idea. Okay, if we think, uh, and, and follow me into this madness, okay? If we say, 
all of a sudden, and we can easily say this, all this added value of the real estate is completely artificial. Well, it was, so it, I think so. Yeah, because a house is a house is a house. Yeah. You know, the land, it's, it's all very arbitrary concepts yeah. and, and, and mathematics. And by yeah. the way, and mathematics is not, the only thing pure about mathematics is the numbers. The numbers are pure. The evaluation that we put on those numbers is all purely subjective. Yeah. So what is not stopping Bank of Canada saying, you guys are a bunch of an asshole. You're putting, the, you're putting the whole Canadian economy at risk. at risk. So I could sanction you guys, but it won't do anything. So I'm just going to devaluate completely everything. I'm going to drop everything by 40% and say a house is worth that was worth 800,000 apparently on the open market is actually worth 450. That's it. That's all. You have to readjust your uh, you have to readjust the valuation and the mortgage and you and the client cannot lose their house because you are greedy pigs. Because the problem is with also with people's mentality, and I've experienced that, is when you go and you meet with a mortgage lender, he kind of tells you this, this, this lie, which is you've been approved for $600,000. And then you think you actually have $600,000, but you, you don't have $600,000. The bank oh. approved to lend you that money. Uh, okay. It, it, on the valuation that they kind of did and the market kind of did. It, it, so it's not, none of it is actually real. It, 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 here's the thing. First of all, if Bank of Canada would do what you're saying, then it would be communism, which it's not. We live in a capitalist society to begin with. Now. A suicidal capitalist uh, uh, society right yeah, now. But banks are known to screw up. Meaning, as an example, Throwing money at people for five or six years, people get, a, it's like cocaine. People get accustomed to cheap money, so they say it'll last forever, which is... Not true. Not true. One. Two, banks will, banks represent roughly about four or five million shareholders all of them put together. All right. So their constituency is as big. They can go to governments and say, hey, we represent four, we have five million shareholders, Canadian voting shareholders, okay? So that has an impact on any policy decision from okay. Minister of Finance and or the Bank of Canada. Okay. Okay, that's a social impact. So, and bank... In their, banks are basically greedy institution. The more they throw money at people, the more with a lower rate, the more revenue they have. But and if you look at the mortgage market, banks should not be in the mortgage market. Okay, but I don't want to hear about what they should or they shouldn't. No, but it creates a it but, creates a situation. But what do we do? That's what I want. There's to nothing hear. I don't to do. Hear. Okay, so so let's all fucking ride uh, ride this shit show train until it crashes because. Or is it not going to crash? And it will crash. And people, uh, people will always be able to afford houses without salaries uh, going up and uh, no, cost of living won't. going up, and uh, you know, they price won't. of gas at 
uh, buck 70 as five right now. So they won't. So what's the outcome? The what's outcome, gonna happen? The outcome is this. Your full honest the fallout is I want to see your projection. House, projection. House price go up, unions and other people expect higher salary, which at first they will get, but then uh, you know, technology and productivity will step in, less people making good money because less people are needed. So what you have is you'll have uh, more unemployment, more uh, of uh, even qualified people. So, uh, and then once you have that, you have a lot of houses uh, empty houses. Okay, so there is going to be somewhere there is the going road. to be a market crash. Yeah, I would think so. Okay, so far I'm, it, I'm, it, you know, reality makes a liar out of me, but it can't go on like that. It, it doesn't matter. It, it, it can't go on it, it like that. You know, you can only stretch an elastic uh, to a point where yeah, it snaps. But it's been stretched for a long Absolutely. while. Absolutely, beyond uh, beyond the belief of most people. Yeah. Uh, but now thing, everything is catching up. So you do see a housing crash. I think so. Because, and what, what do you think will be the impact of that housing crash? Because nobody, be, uh, that, that's the thing. I'm, I'm super, super nervous because nobody says this. Everybody keeps going, oh no, the real estate's just going to go up oh, and yeah. up. And, to and the moon. To the moon. And everybody's going to be going like, oh, well, just, we're uh, all going to get I'm gonna real borrow, estate rich. Yeah, the, that the, my uh, I've already planned my retirement over the selling of. Yeah, I bought this house at eight hundred fifty thousand. I'm going to sell it at two point five million, million and, by the time uh, in twenty years from now, and I'll be I'll have enough money to to be okay and move in a nice little fucking condo with old people and die a die a very rich death. So you know, yeah. honestly, that's that's the popular belief right now. I expect some sort of a housing crash. Now, how will that crash... Will it be controlled? Will it not be how controlled? Will, I Who don't knows? know. All I can tell you one thing is that the banks stand to lose a fair amount of money if that happens. And then they'll panic and go cry to the uh, Yeah, they always, when they screw up, they go, they go cry to uh, Minister of Finance and Prime Minister. And they did and in the States. also, I suspect that the banks will have to take a write-off on their loans, on their mortgages, if push comes to shove, because people need, because they need to have people in the house that they lent, that they mortgage with. Okay. So now the banks will do it, as we say, reluctantly, but they won't have a choice. And an empty house put for sale it sells poorly. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it, and it's also it's also it's a foreclosure. It's a, yeah. It's, they're, 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 the, the, the banks are going to try to recoup the maximum yeah. that they can, not the maximum of the uh, of what they lent. Because oh, honestly, they'll try, but it ain't going to happen. And to be honest, it's it's we also have to demystify something if. If a bank lends you, you know, you're approved for six hundred thousand, it's still the fucking bank's money. It's not. It's not oh, like. Oh yeah, it's, it's the not bank's like money. They, they. It's not like. It's not your money. No, no, it's so the bank's money. They, so they're trying to make, you know, yeah, yeah. even if they, as long as they sell it, you know, 
they recoup, you know, they're, they're, a, pers a fair percentage of, of it. Of their loss. Yeah, so that house but can go at 400. Have, you need to have a qualified buyer to be able to buy a house that has been foreclosed, for example. So you need, uh, so the next person that buys it has to have. It has to have a hell of a good credit or, a, 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 you know, vis-a-vis uh, -vis the banks. Because first of all, leverage won't be there. And it won't be the same interest rates. It won't be the same interest rates and banks will become extremely careful as who they lend to because because of what of the state of things that because they, they are because they were greedy pigs and they fucked themselves over oh they always and, do that. and they'll blame they'll blame, they blame anybody but, but themselves because they always do that yeah that, well that's that's because of and more so now in the mortgage because the more you write mortgage the more you were a hero Mm -hmm. to the banks because you brought in a lot of business, a lot of business. But cheap cash is like drugs. Yeah, it's easy to get. It's, it's easy, easy to get, to get accustomed to. And then you could always leverage it. Now, you know, what, yeah. I, what I've been seeing more is people lending. Get this. Okay, I have a house that is, let's say I'm owner of a house. And I have, uh, you know, I bought it 20 years ago. And my uh, my mortgage is uh, and you know it's, it's down to I, I paid it down like to uh, but I still even it was hundred thousand or fifty I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I you know I kept it I didn't fuck yeah, yeah. around I kept it I made everything uh, you were good. good you were a good good boy borrower I'm a good borrower but I still have all this equity value yes I've heard people doing this they take out some of that equity cash. And then they lend it to people that want to buy houses yeah. as a means for them to make a cash down. Yeah, when it's a bridge. Yeah, a, a bridge loan. So when the cash down loan, uh, they put the cash, they get the mortgage, then that those persons are able to borrow on that mortgage and repay the bridge. Yeah. And those people that are doing that, they're making, they can do up to 10, you know, almost 10, 12%. Yeah. Now... Those people that are doing that, bravo, super smart. You guys are, you know, you, probably you saw pretend you saw an opportunity because you're seeing that right now people don't have enough cash for cash for, uh, for cash yeah. downs that they have to go to outside lenders. Yeah, isn't that another big sign that the, the, that that shit's not going right? Where it's a house. you're bidding on a house that you don't have enough cash uh, cash yeah. down, so you have to go uh, that, for another lender to give you cash that, down to buy the house. That's why uh, it's like a of, second lien on the. It's, that's why some of the banks are. Whenever you were putting cash down, they would be asking, "Is that cash borrowed or your cash?" And they became about a couple of years ago a lot more tuned. And beware of that. Now, you could say it's family money. It was given, and and they're it, not going to look. They're not going to look that much. But the thing is this: if you do that, well, what's your protection if the guy goes bankrupt? But banks that write mortgage want to be uh, creditor number one, first yeah. in line. But the guy that's lending the cash for the cash down theoretically wants the is same, number one. The, yeah, wants the same thing too. Because he, without him, 
nothing the deal wouldn't happen yeah so how do you go about doing that well, first of all you do it very carefully and if you if you're the lender of the bridge for the bridge you you as long as you get uh, honestly as if you're the lender of the bridge uh, as long as you get your cash back inside of six months man you're scot-free yeah you you would do well now does that really happen hopefully to those who lend what if it doesn't well they have to have some kind of protection so that means whoever endorses the bridge whether it's the the owner to be or somebody outside of the family then it all becomes a trick it, it, it's turning out to be a house of cards you know what it sounds like when somebody uh, somebody was telling me about that they uh, they wanted to do that i said yeah sure go for it as long as you keep uh, as long as you keep it uh, really uh, you keep your lending contract really tight within six uh, a six months payback period you know you keep it really tight as long as that happens super but it automatically made me think of asset back loan yeah that's what it is it's it's exactly what happened in the united states in 2009 except it's, we're kind of doing it at a canadian sauce because we can't we're not a, it's not as institutionalized but it's we're backing loans we're with securitizing loans, loans with loans with loans yes and and, and, and it frightened the fuck out of me and, and and well it's a, in the it's states it's a very frightening thing in, in the, canada in the states people doing it in the states it was a lot more sophisticated and there was a lot more leverage to it in yeah, canada it was financial institutions oh, it was it was everybody but it wasn't CLOs right now and so on in canada right now it's joe blows there it's it's regular people doing that with their own fucking houses and i'm going like yeah, yeah you know so in canada we tend to be more conservative we were i think in the last two or three years i think we were not as conservative as we would be we should be you know what I, honestly dad i think it's we haven't been conservative financially for at least 10 years i think that yeah. people have just gone i you know because maybe you were less in touch with the the, the 10 years ago i was 31 now you know i'm 41 10 years ago money was cheap like you no, got, no money was starting to be cheap. i know but that's what i mean starting to be cheap so you got like all that you got a decade of people that are in their 30s coming out of their 20s uh, education getting their yeah. first big jobs cheap all that money. and they have access to cheap money and they were told that oh it'll last that, forever absolutely because you know because the economy is great the world is amazing yeah technology is booming everything yeah. is changing yeah the world has gone beyond where it was and you know so, the, the, yep yep you yep. know black presidents are coming in and you know we're in a new new, new era new, new era new era you know yeah. we're, you know we're, uh, space flight is a uh, going to mars yeah that was 10 years ago they were talking about going to mars and they still haven't gone there but yeah. i mean yeah. that was the whole thing electric cars Mm -hmm. and so money cheap 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 so don't worry the future is bright yeah. it's yeah. almost uh it was like in it was like that in the 60s it, it, i was about to say that it sounds like at the end of the 50 it was the, you the, know after the war at the end of the 50s and the 60s it was you know, like it was that like, in the late 60s that's the, the mini crazy. skirt and everything it was 
It was exactly like that, differently, but pretty much similar. And 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 now you see. Now uh, we're going to suffer. Now the punishment is coming. Well, I tell you, it always it'll have to come because it's it's been set up to come by the very same people who are kept telling you or me or saying, well, rates are going to be low forever. Now, the, the funny thing is, is that you look at people buying houses, let's say near the Ontario border, right by uh, Cornfield. Okay, and, houses and in, in between Quebec and the Ontario uh, right border. Right close to the it, Ontario border. In the, middle, in the middle of uh, fucking uh, nowhere. Yeah, you know, right by the cornfields and they're being paid, they're, they're paying half a million dollars for a house uh, Ten that, years ago would have been two hundred uh, max, if, if that much. No garage, no nothing. Uh, you know, alone. they're paying serious money, and they're about an hour away from Montreal. And an hour, an hour away, Montreal, no traffic. Uh, no traffic. So two and hours of yeah, traffic ever picks up. And again. and oil is traveling around buck seventy-five, buck seventy. Yeah, for gas. Yeah, for a liter. Yeah. And, 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 and so you're asking a question. So let's say it's an hour and a half in the morning, an hour and a half at night. Gas, so wear and tear on the car. 80, uh, you're doing 160 clicks, uh, 160 kilometers a day. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so then, so there's a lot, there's a cost to it. Uh, wear, tear, uh, time, gas, uh, depreciation. So it, it, it is all, unless you're from there and it's a habit, uh, that means you've been, you had a house a long time ago, uh, it's senseless. It doesn't make sense anymore. And we know, I've tried it to see. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, not at the price of gas now, not at the price of a housing now. So, if you wanted to go in the market, if you wanted to, what do you do? What do you do to a protect yourself or like what do you do? Well, there's depending. If you need to buy a house, talk about buying a house. Like, okay, now uh, what's going to happen? Well. Nothing good will happen, so especially if the economy slows down because of inflation, because somewhere it will, especially if before economy slows down, especially if the salaries don't go up, you'll have unions looking for increases. It, that, that'll be reluctantly uh, uh, accepted, whether it's government or financial or, or any institution or companies, you have a problem. The pro and how does the problem solve without hurting, without suffering? It doesn't. What will, that, what will happen to people's uh, savings? Like all these uh, wonderful people that, oh, uh, oh, that, that put their money into the hands of highly qualified, <sighs> very intelli intelligent, uh, sophisticated uh, money managers. And Gurus. 
Yes, maybe. <laughs> Gurus. What will happen to those people? Nothing good because they're... they follow the index, right? Most of them uh, yeah, the yeah. Index. They're, all, they're index monkeys, as they're used to be being called by people in the know. <laughs> okay. And then no, what? No offense to the monkeys. Uh, no, no. Or the uh, uh, you do know that, uh, do that type of work. So what will happen is, you see, they're being rewarded with assets under management. Now, if you have a mutual fund and you have a hard time, or 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 a uh, RRSP or a whatever a TSP, whatever tax savings fund, whatever. Well. If I'm 40 years old, I had some saving, now I have a hard time meeting ends, or, well, I tell my guy, I want cash. Sell everything, give me cash. Cause, but then by doing that, uh, if I, a lot of people do it, what the, the, whatever <laughs> stocks or bonds you have, anything, price will come down. Uh, and. The guru that's managing your money will have less assets. He'll make less money. It, it all trickles down. But do you actually think people are smart enough to do that? They oh, actually, they will because they actually think like there's there's enough sophisticated uh, or relatively well informed people that are going to do that. Oh yeah. You think so? Oh yeah. I think there's a big disconnect with the 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 the, the, the younger like. People in their forties, uh, I think there's a segment of the population that are in their forties that actually do this. I think there's a large segment of the population in their forties that that don't have any savings. Don't, and then there's another segment of the population that have savings that are managed by their, you know, accountant, accountant say. or their union or uh, yes. Their, but they so. will want. They will want. The unions will say this, will increase the salary. The, the employers will say no. The member of a union who has a hard time will say, well, you know, I don't want to be unionized because it's costing me money on each pay. So it's the RAND formula. So socially, it'll create a Havoc, but I don't know if it's the right word. I think it's a perfect word, actually. Yeah, you know, a lot of things will be put uh, on the table and looked at and say, do I really need this? If I have a life insurance policy, it's costing me, let's say, $200 a month, and I need that $200 a month, I'll cancel my policy. Which, by the way, it's funny you say $200 a month. Statistics Canada say, uh, uh, latest numbers say that Average household is two hundred dollars away. Short. No, two hundred dollars away from fucking uh, from not making it. So if yeah, you do have that, if you do have that uh, that policy where you're paying two hundred dollars extra, uh, you might actually think, well, you know, maybe I should cancel it. So at least I'm giving myself a four hundred dollar buffer. Yeah. Now also <laughs> you have to understand that Statistic Canada for all it's good. Do not tabulate uh, black market. If that's not the, I mean, the underground economy, the cash economy. Yeah, yeah, so, of course. So a lot of these people will find jobs, cash, to make ends meet. 
So you see what I mean? So Except for people in finance. We, oh, there, yeah. there is no cash economy he, he, for people in finance yeah, because well, we can't can, fucking do anything with our hands. They can do other so, things. They can be programmer on the side, waiter, barman. Yeah, exactly. They'll do stuff <laughs> that I, won't. I, I like that. I could see. I could see your portfolio manager saying to his client, "Oh, I can't really meet you on Saturdays, uh, you know, on Friday evenings because I have uh, a family I, thing." No, I have a family thing. Yeah, he's kind of actually working at the at, at the, the Boston Pizza to it, make ends meet. Don't laugh. <laughs> There'll be stuff like that because people don't want to lose their house. First, and therefore they'll pay taxes on the house and they'll pay mortgage on the house before anything. Bef that's the first thing. It's the last they thing pay, to go. And that's the last thing that will go. Yeah. Oh, it, it, it'll, be a, it'll be a social upheaval. And then it will reflect on, on politics and then so on and so on and so forth. Okay. Now I know. Now I understand why you drink. Why? Why you have a couple of glasses of wine a day? Yeah. Yeah. It's fuck, it, yeah you got no choice, right? No, no. It, it, well, it, 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 you want la vie en rose? Drink rosé. Yeah. <laughs> then, then people check the price that the the price of the bottle that they get, and you'd be surprised. You can get good wine for around fifteen bucks. Yeah, you don't have to go to thirty-five or forty bucks. I'll press. Uh, the bankers will be the first to suffer. Yeah, I do remember a bond trader, uh, a bond trader convention, or yeah, the bond traders, the, the Montreal bond traders, bond traders, yeah, the big party, the last one I went to, the real ones, which is about four years ago. Yeah, and and you had bankers complaining, or no, not complaining, uh, bragging about their Maserati. Well, I can tell you one thing: when shit hits the fan, they'll be bragging about the, their Toyota Corolla and how much it's cheaper than the Maserati, or about their electric cars because how much they save, sub, uh, uh, how much they've been subsidized and saving. But on you have to understand, electric car. You need if you don't make uh, oh, eighty or ninety, fuck. Forget that, dude. You can't afford to come in into a, a, you're the not dealers. The point. Yeah. No, no. You're you're definitely are maybe Kia, maybe maybe because they don't come cheap. These cars. No, no, no. You know, well, and thank God they're subsidized, but in Ontario they're not. So there's a difference. A lot of them, you know, uh, there's games and, and being played. So electric car is for not for the masses yet. And it's definitely touted by the green people, but the green people don't live poorly. Those, especially those who come to TV and they tell you this shouldn't happen, that shouldn't happen. What about the earth? What about climate? Uh, this and I, that. These guys I, are not poor. I agree. I agree. Uh, I think there's, well, there's a bunch of students also that are a little, that in that, that vein. I think the ones that we get to hear all about are have the liberty of choice. They're at the uh, top of the pyramid. To 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 spout uh, to spout their uh, to spout their uh, you know their rhetoric to say what they think because um, you know they can afford it. 
They can afford Whereas, it. you know, it's the same thing. P people that are, people that are going to get fucked. You know, the ones that are, don't even have houses, people uh, that have, well, I, I that, don't that care rent, how green they are. You know, the, no, but people that are, that rent out uh, apartments and they're getting fucked because their apartment uh, costs them 1200 uh, bucks a, a month. Uh, you know, they're probably green because in the ways they can, because they can't afford a car, they can't do this. They, if they wanted a car, they couldn't afford they a green car. Afford a car. If they wanted to, uh, you know, buy organically fair trade bamboo t-shirts, they couldn't fucking afford it because that t-shirt is fifty dollars uh, yeah, for a t-shirt. They're it's, out of their reach. They're they're buying you know. They're don't, uh, going. You're buying stuff from uh, Gildan, made in somewhere in South America, or, or they're they're going, uh, and, which or is they're going affordable, to, or they're going to village, yeah, you know, secondhand stuff, thrifting, uh, and uh, which so, is all right, well, which is okay. Yeah. But I mean, those, but the real ones that we keep on hearing, they don't suffer. No, no, they don't suffer, and they'll never, ever, ever, ever sacrifice a trip to. France, Italy, yeah. or wherever. Now ask yourself that, the uh, ask opinion. yourself the question. Whenever you see a guy, a, 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 a touting on TV, you know, promoting the dogma of green, and climate change, and how bad we are, and everything, ask yourself this question: How did he get to the TV station? Did he take the metro? Has he taken a cab no, or did he drive himself there? Yeah. And if he has, if it's an electric car, he must be financially doing very well. Why by, whereby the other people, the little people that take Metro because they can't afford a car uh, and they're green, well, it's like a bloody religion. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, you know, it's a yeah, I, I agree. it's a dogma thing, and dogmas are incredibly dangerous for a society. Uh, just before we close this uh, the episode, Matias, uh, Diego, how fucked do you feel? They, 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 we can't. They, there's no camera on them, unfortunately. I, I feel very sad I don't for you see, guys. I, every every episode, no. you feel like <laughs> the future is getting bleaker and bleaker. Don't worry. There's a silver lining. At least I have a job to pay for my drinks. Yes, and you know, the, the, it, you know, always remember the most important thing, which is, you know, things will get better. Yeah. When you die. Now, I have something uh, to say. Okay? Remember this. 90%, 95% of the people don't want to make decisions, so they follow the 5% of the people that make decisions. Now, where are you? Are you in the 95% or in the 5%? If you're in the 5% of people that have no worries make, that will make decisions, you're doing well, and you will do well, period. And on those fine notes and positive words, I have to say... Let's have this, a drink. I'm going to definitely have a beer. But uh, this has actually been one of the most civil conversations I've had with my father. Yes. <laughs> and the, and, no, not the longest, trust me. You've never heard it's us at... Fancy uh, that. But Diego's heard us uh, have good shouting matches for over an hour. So, fancy that. Uh, Voila. Paul Gauthier, thank you very much for being a guest on Bros Banter. And I hope you'll be in I'll be yeah. invited again.
I, do you, uh, you want me to just, just no? You want to shake my fa uh, father's father hand? and son? No, no. How about we give the camera the finger? Fuck you. We're family yeah, here. Okay. Uh, give the camera no the finger. No need to shake hands. All right, we're wrapped. Oh yeah. Okay.